Welcome to episode 98 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse, got good with money, Monroe, and tonight I'm joined by Keelan, can't go diving this week, Simpson, Simon, pub trivia, Evans, all these are struggles. <laughs> look, let, let, fuck, those, fuck those guys. We have two absolute legends with us tonight. We have Joel Mack, Kyron Morrison, Dialogue Options, Lads. How are you guys doing? Keelan hey. doesn't answer. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's great to be here. I'm good. It's, I'm happy to be yeah. here again. Even though I'm very again, happy. Middle of Australian summer, just dying of just dehydration and sweating. It's so but hot. Like, it's, yeah. Otherwise, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You guys good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah can't complain. Just uh, I can complain, but I'm not. I'm not going to complain. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a strange thing to say. Can't complain. It's like no, I could. I could very easily do look, so. At the moment, I think everyone on Earth can complain. And look, I think a lot of people in Australia have a lot to complain about at the moment. However, we look at some of the good things. Today, yes. Okay? Some of the, some of the, the niceties. Um, what wasn't very nice, and what was just my straightaway uh, my reaction was to throw Keelan and Simon on the bus straight away as soon as we start the episode. Yeah. I'm getting used to the 98 episodes. It's kind of what I do. How are you yeah. guys doing? Look, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm pre- pretty happy with a couple of gaming-related paraphernalia I've picked up over the past few days. So feeling pretty. You get that uh, Leisure Suit Larry stuff come through? Uh, no, Keelan <laughs> refuses to send me his used copy for some reason. I mean, it's in the mail. Can I told you, you. Can you not send a used? Okay, I don't want Keelan mailing a used cock sleeve across the WA. Okay? <laughs> Look, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing to arrive in (laughs) WA. There there are some customs issues, biohazards, whatnot. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm I'm fine, Jesse. Thanks for asking. I just finished Uncharted 3 today. I just want to freaking just neck myself. I hate that game so much. (laughs) I hate it so much. Why is it edgy? Dude, that is the worst worst Uncharted game by a staggering margin. By a staggering margin. And the second one is so brilliant. Yeah, it's true. And the second one, the third one, brilliant. is such a huge disappointment. Oh my god! Look, I, I agree that it's the weakest of all. Sorry, yeah. hot take, shit game, tedious oh. to play, super long, so many overly long combat sequences. Yeah, I hated the combat encounters. Oh, terrible! And all the set pieces are obviously like Wild. they just shoehorned all these shit set pieces into this game. And like, anyway, that's my hot take it for today. It tried too hard I'll, to be cinematic. It did. That's my hot take for today. I'll shut up for the rest of the show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just like that Legend Suit Larry uh, collectible stuff, Keelan's opinions are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was Karen and Joel. Ooh, well, yes. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yes. We talk about dicks and cum a lot, a lot. That's fine. But guys, you, you guys run a much more professional and, and some would say, say better that. show than us. <laughs> called Dalek Options. Tell, tell us, tell us about your show. Tell us about where we can find you guys. Uh, yeah, you can find us at, at Dialogue Options across mostly Twitter mostly and Twitter. Instagram. Uh, but yeah, mostly Twitter. That's where we're both. Um, more prevalent, I would say so. Um, and yeah, we just we just like to hang out and talk about video games. It all came from like when we were just sort of talking about doing it for years, and then one day we're like, we should really fucking do it. And so I bought like a, a like a thirty dollar microphone from eBay <laughs> with like a giant heavy like stand thing, and yeah, we were. Reco- I think we recorded our first episode using the um using our like PlayStation headsets as well. I believe. No, I think we did. 
I think we did. I'm going to go back and listen to episode one to hear. Not the mics, because I had my nice microphone already. Okay. All right. Maybe mine was. I don't know. But, yeah. But, but yeah, we just like to hang out. It's awful. (laughs) When I go back and listen to it, it's like, audio is better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it will not be. It will not be at all. I'm just a walking ad for Audio Technica because I've had this microphone since our first episode and it still works so good. That's very true. Friends of the shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? Like get um, the, now, yeah. Everyone get your you stuff. You guys are also experts on a particular type of game, mainly Joel, from what I've, from what I've heard so far. Indie games. Indie games yes. is your business. Yeah. I, I don't know. So you would say that you would pick indie games over a AAA? It's like, that's your, that's your jam? Not necessarily. Like, I still love my fair share of AAA and, and big budget stuff for sure. But I don't know. I think over the last few years... Um, most recently, like ever since PAX became a thing and like going to PAX and, and spending the most time there at like PAX rising in the indie showcase area. Like I could spend a whole day just, just like walking up and down there. You're so making me miss PAX, PAX, PAX so hurts. I know. It hurts, it hurts oh. so much. It hurts in my soul. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like that's, that's, I, I, I think that's the space where people are doing interesting things and like short things as well. So like, you know, <laughs> not giant sprawling, what was it? 500 hours oh, to fully complete. Dying, 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 yeah, dying yeah. life for 500 fucking hours. Yeah. I like, so they came out and said, Oh, you know, our game, it takes 500 hours and they compared it to walking from like one country to another. I'm like, that's not a selling point. No, Why no, would I you. Walk? What? No, what? You what are, an odd equivalency to make. And then everyone was hammering on to him. It's like, nobody wants a 500 long fucking zombie parkour game. Calm down. And they're like, oh, no, don't worry. That's to do every single thing in the game. The actual storyline would take 70 to 80 hours. Oh, that, that's oh, fine, isn't it? Don't it's like, everyone's like, no. No. This game that's should a, go for that's about a JRPG. 10 hours. That's a JRPG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not a, yeah. a zombie uh, open world game with parkour. No. Mind-blowing. <laughs> but also, uh, that's, a, that's a, like, huge JRPG. That's like yeah, Xenoblade yes. Chronicles <laughs> level of, like, yeah. long I don't Which have time to Persona go back 5, and play. Like. Yeah, exactly. I don't have time to. Uh, I still haven't finished like Persona Five Royal. Joel, because, oh, Joel, you shouldn't have uh, said it. You've, it's out there now. It's out I there. I haven't done it, but I haven't even. I picked it up. I haven't even put it in my fucking PS Five. Oh, uh, same. same uh, I'm embarrassing, guys. Sorry, Lorne, if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, yeah. cross up Persona Five Royal spoilers are for list of things I can talk about. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> well. So we can get out of those waters, okay, and we can move on from the embarrassment of most of us not playing that game. We're going to talk about some indie games. Last week, we talked about some other games coming out this year. This week, we're going to talk about some other other games coming out this year. 11 indies you need to keep your eyes and your ears out on. Now, I must say, in the past, we've done these, these sort of list episodes before. We have 10 games that we're excited about, blah, blah, blah. And normally, I'm excited for about eight or nine of them. There's always one that ah, I don't care that much about this one this list of games however every single one of them i am intrigued by and that's what you're saying like indie scene is so strong and so creative at the moment yeah that these games are all very different from each other but i want i need to play every single one yeah now let's start off with a game which is a, a sequel to a game that i should have played years and years ago uh, Lawn bullied me until I played the original, uh, which Oxenfree. I played that last year. Absolutely loved it. So Oxenfree Lost Signals from Night School Studios. Now, it doesn't have an official release date as of yet, but according to PlayStation Game Size on Twitter, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals uh, is listed as coming out on February 8th. 
So oh, fingers crossed yes. from please, that. Please, 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 please. Yes. Please. <laughs> Would be another one. What's Oxenfree 2? Give, give, us, give us a run sheet. Oh, my goodness. It's been so long since I played Oxenfree. But, yeah, it's a sequel to Oxenfree, um, which is like a side-scrolling uh, narrative adventure game where, like, think a more stable version of a tell- Telltale game in terms of, like, performance <laughs> and quality <laughs> visually, quality, I yes. guess. Um, and, like, realistically scaled as well. Like, it knows it, it's got true. its style and it sticks to it. And sometimes you look at Telltale mm-hmm. games, you're like, maybe you should dial it back a bit with what your scope is, guys. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the interesting thing about, like, the original Oxenfree that I really liked was the fact that you could, like, interrupt conversations as well. Like, if you're ready to just, like, cut someone off, you can. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're basically exploring... Um, this sort of island that all these kids sort of know about in this town and and you go there for a party just before you're about, I think you're about to leave for college. Um, And yeah, uh, things happen Uh, and things. Radio things happen. Yeah. Spooky spooky things happen. happen. And it's, I don't normally like spooky things. Like I like the idea of spooky things, but I can't do jump scares and things like that. Um, but this was, I don't know, this was so, it hooked me the first game. And so, like, this is the sequel to that. And it looks, from what we've seen, like, very little we've seen of it, it looks like it's more of that. Well, I mean, it's set in-game. It's set, like, six years after yeah. the original, and it's in the same area. It's still on Edwards Island, from what I can, mm-hmm. I can tell. Um, it's just, at first, when I first saw the trailer, I thought these were grown-up versions of the characters. That's what I thought, Not, too. Hopefully there are mentions of it. It's interesting though because the original game can end in a few different ways, and you know you can build relationships and stuff. But there's also a few things which I'm sure could go other ways. I didn't obviously one sort of way. We're gonna find out what the canon endings were. Maybe yeah. I don't know, that always that always guts me whenever there's a game with multiple endings and you find out there's one canon. Yeah, that bugs me. Yeah. However, look, if this is more of the same, but I am stoked on it. Because Octon Free is incredible. The storytelling is really good. My one complaint about the game, and this is a game that had a complaint I have about um, games that have <laughs> dark options. I get it. I get what your name your name comes See, from. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> sometimes what you think the other character's reaction will be, they do the polar opposite, despite what you've said. Right. Yeah. And I found that happened a lot in Octon Free. So hopefully they're tweaking the dialogue to really match the the emotion that comes out of it. You Actually, know, the, yeah. It kind of yeah. makes me think, just just what you were saying there, Jesse, kind of makes me think of um, like in Fallout when you get various dialogue options from like your conversation and it'll be like, oh, sarcastic response. And you go, yeah, all right, feeling a little bit snarky, whatever. And the sarcastic response is basically telling someone to go off themselves in a dirty field or something. You're like, whoa, that isn't, I just wanted to be a little bit of a dick, not yeah. a massive fucking yeah. dick. I, like, I, I, I absolutely hate that. The Octifree... Had moments that did that. Uh, so I'm hoping number two clears up. But another thing I'm really interested about is Night School Studios was brought out by Netflix yeah. last year. Wow. So Netflix want to reach out to some sort of gaming that, arm. Yeah. Surely there's going to be something Netflix related with this. Um, could we be seeing a TV show get announced or, or something like that? Or because well, like they have their own bunch of ads. An animated series, this would be incredible. Yeah, they have their own like well. 
games thing coming out, don't they? Where you can play, I can't remember yeah, what like game Netflix, it was. Netflix games, yeah, they did have. Yeah, well, you can only play yeah. like the Telltale Minecraft one, can't you? Yeah, story mode's on there. That's been on there for a while though, and they sort of work. Hey, out. there you go. See? Oh, nice. Nice. Hey. Is this uh, cross promotion? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, no. oh. Organic. Look at that. Organic, very natural. A game like Free does translate. I know we've had this conversation in the past before, but this is the sort of game you could really play with a TV remote. For sure. Yeah. Very simplistic yeah. buttons. If they just Absolutely. have your directional prompts, you'll be fine. I would love to see even just a watered down version of this come to Netflix as a bit of a gateway into the Oxen Free universe because they are building a quite a lore. Exactly. The game yeah. is surprisingly deep when it comes to lore, the original that being. Oh, man, it's making um, me want to play it again. I haven't played it in so long and it's been too long. Eat. If it is in fact coming, if I'm going to just assume it's going off early Feb, and maybe I'll have to re- reinstall it like later this yeah. month. Maybe I'll have to squeeze squeeze it in, squeeze in a little oxen free. But I never finished after yeah, party, which I feel guilty about still. <laughs> I did finish that. Well, that's that's it. That's the game that came out before yeah. oxen free, or was it after? Uh, after? After oxen free. Yeah, uh, and that was the one where you're like you've died and you're having like a party yeah. in what, like purgatory or hell or whatever it is. Yeah. And you have to out drink the, the drinking, devil. The drinking yeah. games and all that. It was good. I don't think it was really as cool good. Idea for a game. It, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't. I don't think it was hit the same good highs music. as Free really did. Good but music. music was great, though. Yeah. Speaking of music being great, thank you for that organic uh, transfer to the next segment. Unbeatable from D Cell Games. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, it's an anime-inspired rhythm adventure game where music is illegal and you do crimes. Good sell. That's such a good sell. I mean, <laughs> it's the best. It's <laughs> Holy so shit! Good. I love that. As soon as I got the, I watched the trailer. I downloaded it and then I played it. I haven't done there was that a free yet. Demo. I, I should. Uh, it is called the an uh, Unbeatable White, white label. label. It's yeah. available on Steam and Itch at the moment. Joel, what's Unbeatable? Uh, okay, so this is like a. <laughs> Uh, a rhythm fighter game, I guess. Um, the, the Polygon article I've got up here, is, they, they sort of described it as like a cross between Scott Pilgrim, the world, the game uh, versus like Promare or something by Trigger Animation. And I think that sort of sums it up. It's, uh, mm. But it is this sort of rhythm game where it's two buttons only and that's it. Like you've got up and down basically. Uh, and enemies come at you from each side of the screen and you sort of hit, the up or the down button, depending on where they are in time with the music. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's so satisfying. Like the, the feeling when you actually connect, like I uh, like timing it out and you get into the zone, but also like the feedback of, of the sound design around how they sound when they get punched, these enemies get punched away is so good and so satisfying. It fits with the songs and the songs mm-hmm. are 10 out of 10. So you're the lead singer in a band and each time like, it's kind of like, you know, guitar style. The more you hit these enemies in time with the song, the better the song's going to be. But one of the coolest things, so obviously outside of the band, sorry, outside of playing music, you live your life, okay? And the outside world looks incredible. It looks like an old school anime. It does. Um, yep. so what good. I like is apparently the choices you make within the world, within the narrative itself, will affect the songs your band writes. <sighs> Yeah, yes. that blows my mind. That is a lay- that is such a rich layer. Um, even things you say to people. So in the brief demo that I played, you rock up to Bamprak late, which is something that I've done multiple, multiple times. <laughs> and you know, you have different responses. You can be like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll meet you a few hours late." You know, whatever, what offer? Or you can be really apologetic, and that will change how everyone else speaks to you. The dialogue is super dynamic in the game, which is not something I expected. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's it, it is. It's super dynamic, and and um, it gives you a sort of a chance to sort of put your spin on that character, which is what these games are all about, I guess. Um, but I actually didn't realize about the the shaping the songs that your band write. That's actually very very cool. That's something I didn't look into, but. The songs are so fascinating to me. So I watched a whole bunch of trailers and saw some gameplay footage and stuff like that. And the songs are freaking awesome. So I like mm. I went and looked into it, and it's it's all written in house. And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, the the quality of those songs is so high for just this little indie studio to like be putting out. They're putting out this really cool looking game with this amazing sounding music, like. Holy shit, that is awesome. I'm I'm so here for it as somebody who has attempted to write music in the past. Like that's that's killer. <laughs> I love it on that that aspect alone. This is something that will come up with a few of these games, but when you watch the trailers and you watch announcements, you get to see the team behind it. And in the few trailers I watch, you get to see the guys from D Cell. They are so passionate and they, they are, know it's good. They yeah. know it's gonna be great. And they, they are having so much fun. It seems to be such a love letter to, you know. Music that they like, they like, but they're also talking about you know downloading real bad torrents of anime when they were younger yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, and it has that vibe to it. It's like this is a low quality version of a ripped anime. Yeah, but and it has this feel it's, to it. It's so full of charm, and I think like one of my personal favorite things about it is just the way like. Or just 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 the way that every single person of the development team was like, this is cool. Like, this is what I've done, and I'm really happy about it. Every single one of them had that same sort of shared passion, and it felt really good just watching that preview. And I'm like, I like every single one of you. Like, That's why kind are you of like all- a, a common thread, Simon, throughout all of these games in our list? Yeah, here. yeah, a lot of absolutely. these teams are just super freaking passionate people, and like it comes across in those interviews. It's awesome. That's it. Yeah. I will say guys. one thing about Unbeatable don't play it a hard mode. Because it, I mean, it's called unbeatable. So what do you expect? It's fucking hard. This game at times. <laughs> yeah. It's deceptive because of how cute—not not cute the art style is, but how charming the art style is. And this game's just kicking my ass. I'm like, okay, I'll play it on normal. <laughs> oh jeez. It's yeah. It doesn't mess around. And um, but yeah, you were saying about how these teams are so passionate. That's the other thing. That's the other reason why at like packs, I like talk, going and talking to these devs because they are just like. Oh, what's this game about? They're like, oh, all right. So this is the thing and this is what you do and this is how we made it. And you're like, yes, this is great. I want to know all about this. It's way more I love that when you go like year after year, you see the game develop. There's a game, and I, I, for life of me, I can't remember what it's called, but you uh, control a spaceship and the game was going to ship with buttons and joysticks and stuff that you could then mod yourself and you could set up however you want. Yeah. Yes, objects in space. And I remember year after year would come back and they've changed how you know the button rigs would work and how the, the customs you know, they had more custom ones and they had added a few more things in. That was that's my highlight of, of yeah. the PAX Rising area is seeing these games develop over time. But moving on to our next game, She Dreams Elsewhere by studio from Studio Zavia. Very cool name. Uh release date is just listed as coming soon, so sometime this year. And, it's it's an odd one. It's a surreal adventure RPG about dreams, apparently. Uh, what what what's what's going on here? Uh, the the way I got sold on this, or I got notified about this, I think I saw an article somewhere where they were like, "It's Undertale meets Persona," and I was like, "That's it. That's the sign sell. me that's up. The sell that's, right there. that's it. It's <laughs> Undertale meets Persona, basically, because it has a very like visual art style. Yeah, with lo-fi beats." 
it has like a very visual style reminiscent of undertale but with sort of that persona social links i think as well and things like that um carrying out through through this game as well but yeah i i we've both been looking at this one for a long while and because of that sell of like it's undertale meets persona which is well, thumbs I'm up. Very easy to like myself too, and that's that's how you get me with lines like that, and that's you, you've got me. <laughs> I'm a simple fair. man. This um, this game really takes me back to the '90s on like several different levels. It's like the design, <laughs> the color choices, like yeah. the fonts and yeah, everything, the graphics, obviously, and of course the sound and and all of that. This like I'm looking at this this welcome to Palm Mall teaser, and it just uh it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. It, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, it's very 90s, but it's very like an uncanny valley version yeah. of 90s. Yeah. Where there's something is not right here. It's just like, like the music will go a little bit too slow. The music also in this game, the lo-fi dreamscape yeah. that they create oh, with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Well, just- the, um, These sort of games normally don't tick my, my, tick, tick my buttons, press my buttons, <laughs> tick my boxes, whatever. Um, they normally don't. Yeah. I've already- they don't sell to me very well. This is intriguing because I just, I felt off put. I felt sort of there when I well, when I saw it because I felt uncomfortable, but in a really intriguing way. Yeah, because because when I saw the trailer, like literally my my first thought and the first note that I made about this was makes me think of a slightly creepy Undertale, and that's not a bad thing. Nope, because oh, not at all. Undertale is if you haven't played it. You absolutely need to. It is a completely unique experience. It is full of charm. The music slaps in every single fucking oh, direction. Yes. We, we and don't Toby deserve Fox. Toby Fox. Like he's just no. Too good. We do not. We do not deserve <laughs> Toby Fox. Like holy shit, this man is magical. And also, I just want to point out that he went to Masahiro Sakurai, the, the director of Smash yes. Bros. Right? This he went to his house to play Smash Bros. with Sakurai. And beat him. Yep. And I was like, also, so um, good. So good. <laughs> he beat the director of fucking Smash Bros. The same director who can play the game with two characters at once by putting controllers on a desk down. And, like, mental. Oh, that, that makes me very uncomfortable. I, I love it. I can't even um, play with one controller. I was watching Games Done Quick today, and there was a, d- a donation incentive to do a specific run of Deltarune. And it was close. Ooh. It came down to a Y. They got it in the end. But at one point, like, Toby Fox just drops 10K on it. It's like totally oh. $10,000. Oh. Oh. He's such a off. Did anyone watch the Sekiro yes. run today? It's an unmissable Haven't run. Yet. You've got to go watch that blindfolded Sekiro run. Yeah, I think that's what you guys are talking about on Twitter. I forgot oh. the guy's name. But he beats the the white ape. First go. <laughs> mind, mind blowing. He beat the entire game in two hours. It took me weeks. Uh, that, and a pair of headphones and a charge cable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you beat it. You're doing better yeah, than yeah, I, 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 didn't beat it. I gave up. I gave up. I, gave up. I came close. I came so close. To be fair, I could put a blindfold on and give up as well. That's <laughs> okay, true. So I could play it. Now let's move on to the next game. Trek to Yomi from Devolver Digital. It's coming out sometime this year. Think of if you played Ghost Tsushima and you were smart enough to play in Samurai Cinema mode, because holy shit, it's very cool. And you love the Kurosawa inspiration of it all. Play this. And, and this is that, but somehow better. And you've played a bit of One Finger Death Punch and really enjoyed that. That's it. Yeah. Although. So, is that a fair summation of the game? I think so. From what we can t- 
tell. Yeah. Like we haven't. I think we've only, there's only been a couple of trailers, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. There's only we like too much, one yeah. or two trailers. I think it is coming to Game Pass as well, which is also very exciting. Hey, we're not so awesome. you, you and your Game Pass, all right, Joel. That's I'm gonna do. I was gonna say it about She Dreams Elsewhere because that's coming to Game Pass as well. So, yeah, no excuse not to play these games. Yeah, you got to mention that, man. No, Kyra's just sick of me saying because I've in the last year or so I've become like such an Xbox shill of like. I've become yeah. that meme of like Game Pass is the best deal in games because I genuinely the feel like it is. The true person to blame yeah. is Microsoft because Game Pass is too good of a deal. It's fair it's too good. Yeah. 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 Two years ago, for a dollar, and I can't shut up about it. Yep. I Ridiculous. used to be an absolute Sony pony. I have. Oh, oh man. I bought an Xbox anyway. Series S before I bought a PS5, mainly because I couldn't find a PS5. But also, <laughs> that's fair. Fair. That's you know, yeah, I, 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 impossible to find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, but um, now, t- tell us more about uh, uh, Trek to Yomi. Um, yeah, so uh, apparently it's a, 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 as a vow to the dying master. Um, you play as a swordsman called Hiroki, and he's basically on like a you know revenge quest slash like looking after his town as to you know, honor the wishes of his dying master. Um, so it's very like traditional samurai film feel, uh, and also yeah, visually it looks like a Kurosawa film. Like it's. It looks amazing. Again, the music. Mm, oh, again. Yes. <laughs> just like the absolute commitment to-, to that style in this mm-hmm. from, yeah, what, from these two yeah, trailers yeah. is just like so good. I think we saw that people really have a taste for it when everyone went nuts over Ghost of Shima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously being a large open world game, Ghost of Shima also couldn't go too far into that realm because it would lose out on some of the things that make it yeah. what it is. Yeah. Mm. Whereas this game's like, no, we didn't have to worry about a larger world. We didn't have to worry about these usual bullshit collectibles and stuff like that that you find at board games, we can focus completely on that cinematic feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with a team like Devolver behind it, yes. which is blurring the line between what an indie is and what it isn't. Crazy. Um, <laughs> you know that this is going to be fantastic. It's, um, it, 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 it feels a little bit more considered than some of their last few games. It's, it's not so like you know, rambunctious and loud. This is a very solemn sort of quiet game. I think it'd be quite well, an experience well, to play. There is one thing which made me chuckle, and that was towards the end of the trailer that I watched. He pulls out a fucking gun. Temporary <laughs> <laughs> gun, bro. I was, I was just laughing because I was like, gun, yeah. Yes. It's a Kira Sornoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just funny. But otherwise, like, it's just so awesome and cohesive. And it was just, it was just... Just that one moment where it's like, fuck it, there's a gun. I'm like, yeah, right, let's go. Yeah, it goes full blood roots at one time and you start throwing around wheels and <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So good. Well, it's um it's a, the Flying Wild Hog who are behind it as well. They're the ones who did the Shadow Warrior games, like the, the most recent Shadow Warrior games. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like their sort of side project y thing. I think they're doing at the same time as doing Shadow Warrior 3, which is coming soon as well, I believe. But mm. yeah. So that's that. On top of that, because I played a little bit of Shadow Warrior, I'm like, it's pretty neat. And then, apart from the fact that you watch this trailer and go, "This looks stunning," um, that's what really piqued my interest in this game. So, yeah, very excited yeah. for it. Moving on to a game that has one of the coolest premises of a game I've ever heard of: uh, Cursed to Golf from Shuhai Labs, coming out sometime this year. And I think is the epitome of what I said before, where seeing the development team talk about the game sells it to you. <laughs> there. One of the guys who made the game, Liam Edwards. I saw a video of him introducing this game 
And he's talking about how he played golf as a kid. And one day he was messing around with like the ball physics and stuff like yeah, that. And he I realized that like, video. hey, I can, I can make a dungeon crawler out of this uh, and mix these two passions together. Liam Edwards, you sold your game by because of that. Mm. I, will, I will buy your game or hopefully it's on Game Pass. I don't have to. But I will support your game <laughs> in any way I can because of that. So Cursed Golf is a dungeon crawler where you're in hell and you're trying to escape playing 18 rounds of golf. Yep. And escaping 18 dungeons. So this is one of those games on our podcast where you look at it and when I, when it's coming, when it's down to Joel and I, I look at a game like this and I go, that is a Joel-ass video game right there. <laughs> Roguelite, <laughs> golf, he's in, he's in. They that's, hit they hit all that, like, the, like the right. buzzwords for me. They're like, it's a roguelike <laughs> golf dungeon crawler. And I was like, Joel's in. Yep. You made yourself. Dun, There's my dun. money. Take my yeah. money, please. And isn't there like cards you can play as well to change your Oh, ball, yeah, like, I think there's so, like a like, slight Joel, deck building element Joel's to it as well. Yeah, I think there is, yeah. Yeah. You've got special powers and stuff you yeah. can activate once yeah. off and like that <laughs> yeah. looks really fun. Although one thing I really want to see is I want to see sort of like a free play multiplayer because playing golf with yeah. friends is it's a bit of a meme, but it's a fun time and it's silly and everyone has a bit of a laugh. Yeah. I want to see that but with that extra difficulty put in. And that that will make me very happy. It, hear me out. Hear me out. Levels that are uh Symmetrical, okay. So you both play from different ends. So the part part towerful, Ooh. part has to golf. I'm into that. Uh, okay. I'm very yeah. much into that. Hmm. Hey, imagine you could hit their ball out the way. Yeah. Also, I, I also really want a somehow a uh, Happy Gilmore slash Little Nicky film because that's what this is. Yeah. You mix those worlds together. That's which true. Yeah. I'm asking for. It's it's kind of like the, the SCU, Sandless Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's very similar to like um, Super Stickman Golf. Um, this is very similar, to having the two D like side on um, golf game, um, which I, I played a lot of stupid Super Stickman Golf back in the day when I first got my I think one of my first smartphones. It was one of the games that was everyone was talking about, um, and it was super fun. Uh, so having that and adding that extra like roguelike element to it and also the art style is so like uh, I know some people are like kind of done with like pixel art and all that sort of stuff. Get but out. Some, <laughs> nah, no, but never exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> especially when it's done to a level like this where it yeah. looks just, it just pops so nicely. And This yeah. wouldn't work at any other art style. No, I no, absolutely some not. Games, I, I think I, I can definitely understand there was a period where every second game was pixel art and it just didn't work for every single that is premise that, that came is out. Fair. This works really well. My only concern with this one is, so, okay, I've got two concerns. 18 holes? How big are these dungeons? And 18 holes, is every dungeon going to start feeling the same after a while? It's a mixture of, is 18 holes not enough? And also, is it too much? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, fair. I reckon there's, there's some variety there. You've got the different biomes that he mentioned, and I'm sure they all have their own unique environmental challenges that you've got to overcome. So could be yeah. interesting. And also, I mean, it is purgatory. So you could you could do like the several layers of hell kind of trope, I guess, for lack of a better term. That's, yep. that's not not quite what I mean, but yeah. Like you, you could do you could do plenty of plenty of fun stuff with that. And if there's gonna be plenty like different biomes, then I reckon there'll be my my only concern is how long will each one be if yeah. you fuck up like halfway right yeah and you're going to be like mm. oh fuck i've got to do like the first 
you know, three shots again, which gets me over to this point, and then I've got to do another two shots to get down to there, and blah, blah, blah. Like, how tedious is that going to feel what- if, you, if you fuck up a couple times? I wonder if it's going to have like some sort of like checkpointing, like so, like they're big I, holes, and you have like a little checkpoint where it's like, oh, you go back, you take a stroke, stroke um, penalty, and you go back to yeah, this specific, yeah. specific spot, maybe. Maybe that, that's what I'd hope for. Something like yeah. that would be would be really fun. Yeah, I just want to end the game when you finish it. There to be like a shot of like you know in the same pixel art format of like some businessman playing golf. And your hand comes out the, yes. the golf hole. What's it called? What's it called? The hole? Whatever. The golf hole. And your hand comes out and you pull yourself back up. The rainy shot. And then you shot. play a normal golf course. The, oh, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. The Sam That's Rainey how you shot, unlock yeah. multiplayer. That's how you unlock multiplayer. <laughs> That's on to the next game. <laughs> now, this is a game that I thought came out a while ago, to be honest. Uh, Tunic. It's an isometric action game about a cute little mousy fox character Clearly inspired by Zelda, which is not a bad thing at all. No. Uh, Joel, how are you feeling about Tunic? Uh, I'm pretty excited for this. I think we both played this at, uh, again, I can't remember at PAX, but we played this at PAX, I think the last one that we had yeah. that, that existed. Um, and, yeah, it, it's been coming for years. And it's uh, every time I see it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then I forget about it again. But it's actually coming out, like, re- fairly soon. So, um but and I think there's uh, I don't think the demo's up anymore. But they had a demo for it. I think during the game preview uh, thing that Xbox does. Sometimes. Yeah, I think there was one up there. Um, and yeah, you sort of look at it and you go, oh, it, it's like a you know, it looks like a Legend of Zelda with a cute little fox. And you're running around mm, this sort of isometric yep. world. It's like the flip um, of Death's Door, though, in the in the in the, re- in the most hilarious way, right? Yeah, <laughs> De- well, Death's Door yeah. looks like Dark Souls, but plays like Zelda. This yep. one looks like Zelda, but for all intents and purposes, can be as difficult as like like Dark Souls in a lot of ways. Yeah, it'll kick your <laughs> ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, I played the yeah. demo. Yeah. This game's coming for you. Yeah, but it's, it's got not a cute fox. Around. It's got a cute little fox, yeah. you know. Not a cute oh, yeah. fox, but still, I'm sure the game. <laughs> Don't be fooled by the cute fox. Yeah, it, this game will kick your ass. Like I remember playing that and jumping in and like running into combat and it's like two hits and I was down. I'm like, oh, it's one of these games. Okay, <laughs> one of these games. I watched one of the the gameplay demos and it was just like the starting level and it literally looks like a link to the past you know you're walking yeah. through some grass and shit and mm-hmm. dealing with some basic enemies uh, like but wow this this looks good like uh, like it's pretty and it's a unique art style it looks fantastic but like this isn't interesting i went on to the next trailer holy shit my mind is being blown <laughs> and then it was blown further when i found out that it's a single dude making this game like yeah. one person that is fucking nuts holy yeah. crap it's so detailed and there's like so much andrew shouldice crazy andrew shouldice shouldice good I, job I, andrew. I yeah i just yeah Andy, I d- friend of the show just uh, look, shout out to all of those, uh, you know, small indie devs, whether you're flying solo or like a group of five or less or whatever. But just and indie devs in general, fucking credit to Good you. Work. You are fantastic and I appreciate the shit out of you. Keep 100%. Doing what you're doing. 100%. Keep doing it. And this game, it does. I, I love an isometric game. Anytime oh. like, a game's premise, like, look, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. And now that you're talking about this game, it's going to be I hard. Am. It pushes me a little bit further away, <laughs> away from it. <laughs> Um, it's not like it's not like but it's yeah. it's it's not Guys, punishing it hard I'm, for hard sake. It's like it'll you're just gonna it. it'll just push yeah. back. I was the same. I'm shit at a lot of things. Okay, so I I know what I'm already beat. But the However, fox, this game's isometric, so it's isometric view tells me every time. Yeah, isometric view. It. Yeah, but I was the same. I'll just pretend it's Monument Valley or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
but I'm, I'm just wondering, like, depending on the release date, will this be enough to hold me over until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out and okay. the inevitable uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages remakes in the same style as uh, Link's uh, the last one? Because that that's what I'm hoping for as well. That would be good. I reckon that's going to hold me over because I've got Death's Door to play through because that's another fucking fantastic yeah. Death's Door Death Door's and good. Tunic. And, and Tunic ticks the aesthetic for me as a massive Zelda fan. So I'm super keen to try these both out. I think these would be like a nice like one-two punch like companion mm. pieces for each other to sort yeah. of play back-to-back, I think. But- now, is that gone? Oh, no, that, that's, that was it, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're forgiven, Joel. <laughs> Moving <laughs> <laughs> on to the next game Bear and Breakfast It's exactly what it says in the box You are You run like Are you are you a bear that runs a bear A bear and breakfast A bed and breakfast in this Are you the owner of a bed and breakfast And then there's a bear But then there's also some sort of demon fox Who knows? What the fuck is this game And why am I so in love with it uh, because you're you're a bear that's running a bed, bed and breakfast. That alone, like, is the, the best selling point for this game. It's like, cool, you want to be a bear and run this cute little bear? It does. And, like, you can sort of, like, kit it out the way you want to and um, like very, like, Stardew Valley-esque in terms of, like, placing things down and all that kind of stuff, but inside your bed and breakfast. But then, like, at the end of the trailer, they're just like, oh, also, there's something really weird going on in the woods. So you're going to have to deal with that as well. That, that hook is where I'm, I'm like, this concrete, like I'm in. You know, a weird yeah. hook like that, I'm it, interested. Let's go. Let's get weird. Even like, before you see the end of the trailer, you see this like weird demon fox. Maybe it's the end of Tunic, who knows? But <laughs> you see this, 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 the woods are sort of like trashed and there's like a shitty raccoon there. It looks like the forest that the crack fox from Mighty Boo oh came God, from. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's a really yeah. dirty vibe to it. I'm like, fuck that- Fuck the BNB. Fuck the fox. I, I, I just want to explore this shithole forest. This dumb bear. This is great. It's- but I like Bear and Breakfast is clearly a game that started with a pun name. Yep. They worked oh, out the yeah. name and said, okay, mm-hmm. cool. How do we make a game from there? You can't make jokes around an indie developer without them making it into a game, I reckon. If you come <laughs> no, with a funny name for something, they'll make it work. They'll make it. I think if you had, happy with that. I think, I think if you had like a, 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 it comes from all like those game jams that were just like, all right, We've got 10 minutes to come up with an idea. Um, bear and breakfast. There we go. That's good. Let's do that. And then it sort yeah. of just gets picked up traction from game, there. Game style. You know, um, th- this bear and breakfast thing, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the, um, the cozy games movement thing. Yeah. The, yeah. There's the, yeah, there's, seen there's it, a yeah. lot of games out there that just kind of have this kind of like homey kind of feel. It's It's... You know, it's not challenging or competitive or anything like that. I'm a big still, fan like, of it, to be honest. Like, interesting mechanics to yeah. explore. Uh, explore. Un- yeah, unpacking. Exactly. Moonglow Bay exactly. was another one like that. That's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love stuff like this because this is stuff that I can say to my non-gamer partner, like, hey, have a look at this. This is yeah. freaking awesome. And bear and a breakfast? Shit, yes. Anybody <laughs> can get behind that, not just the, uh, the bunch of us nerds, you know? Like, that's awesome. It's a killer. Universal. <laughs> The tagline, the tagline for it is is just like bear and breakfast management adventure breakfast. It's like, yep, cool. That's three more meals a day. That that last word in particular, I mean, yes, (laughs) I fucking love breakfast. (laughs) Moving on to the next game, this is another sequel, Ollie Ollie World from Roll Seven, coming out. um, Also coming out February eighth, twenty twenty two. A sequel to Ollie Ollie. 
as you probably guess. It's a sort of a side-scrolling skate action game. But it has a very different vibe to the original. So the original being pixel art, pixel art. And this one taking a you know, same route as Nidhogg, as I mentioned sort of in the pre-show. It went from pixel art to where Nidhogg went all like weird and gooey and like everything looks like chewing gum. Fuel. <laughs> this awful. looks like Adventure Time. <laughs> this game it has does. massive yes. Adventure Time vibes yeah. to it. Yes. And I'm really sold on this. Uh, guys, you guys, you guys have been Ollie Ollie fans, I'm guessing. Ollie Ollie was pretty cool. I love Ollie Ollie. At like one and two. I actually went back to him recently. Like, Last year, I think when this got announced, I was like, you know what? I haven't played those for a while. And I like bought the double pack on Switch and went back to it. And I was like, this is just such a great, simple idea for a game that works so well. Um, and yeah, to see him expand on it with this and have like an open world essentially that you can skate around in. It's very, very cool. That's something I want to bring up to you though. This is my only worry about it is sometimes these games take a really large leap and they add a bunch of new features and then the it puts a bit of a magnifying scope on the initial premise of the game. And you start thinking, oh, maybe it was too simplistic to build on. Are you worried that they're adding a bit too much here and it could be, it could lose the charm and simplicity of the old ones? I think if this was the second game, like if they, if they did like Oli Oli and then went to this, I think I'd be a little bit more concerned. But having seen like what they, they went from one and then two, they sort of refined that, that gameplay and added very like, you know, Welcome, but like minor additions. I think, uh, I think manual link wasn't originally a part of it. And I think it is in two. And then, um, so that like being able to like extend your combos a lot more, um, really sort of added to the, like the score attack feel of those games. So I feel like it's a big jump, but I got faith in, in roll seven to do that. And like, they've been doing other crazy stuff around as well. Um, I think was it, Oh, there's a, not a hero. I think was one I played of theirs. It was really, really good. Um, which was like a, like a shooter. Like you just run around. It was like, it was like a side scrolling shooting game, like platformer game. Um, and that was really fun as well. So I think they've got the capabilities there to swing for the fences and it yeah. might not completely stick, but who knows? One thing they bring into it that I'm very, very intrigued by is the sort of, uh, online leaderboards so there's going to be sections where you can skate do your best runs they're going to be trick runs time trials i'm not quite sure but then you get to put them on worldwide leaderboards and i love the way they were, they were displaying it like you see the whole video and you watch other people and try and emulate them i love that that's going to create such a cool sense of community and competitiveness yeah this this is a game i'll be getting on switch 100 percent. this is this is a perfect switch game yep. yeah absolutely yeah it's and then I've, <laughs> sorry, I've got I've got one one yep. note for this game, and it was zombies. Perfect. Yep. I mean, that was it. As soon as uh, I saw the that, the trailer pun. has so many puns in it. I'm like, fucking hell, this guy's giving me a giving me a run for my money. Because as soon as I saw that pun, I'm like, that's it. I'm in. I'm getting this fucking game. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, <laughs> this is completely off topic. Zombies, Simon. I need to talk to your brother Gareth from our, you know, from Fan Critical. Ask him about zombies. Him and I went to a Halloween party one year as zombies. Fantastic. I called a sickie to work. Okay. <laughs> I built us these little, it was like a backpack that I spray painted yellow and black. And then I made like, I got like a bag and I stuffed it with stuff. And then I painted that yellow and black and tied it to the bottom. So we had a little, little abdomen to, to shake around, a little stinger at the end. And we made little shitty wings out of uh, 
something or other, but we went to the place. It was pissing down rain. They fell apart almost instantly. Oh. But zombies, you know, they lived for a while. <laughs> There's photos. I will find photos of these oh things. My God, I will yes. show you your brother well, just I mean, as a bee. Did they live, though, if they were zombies? <laughs> like, I mean. But I've I've actually got a friend who's got a dog called Zombie, and everyone's like, "Oh, Zombie, like you know the undead," and like, "No, no, no, Zombie." So I'm going to send this to my friends and be like, "More questions," because I'll be like, "Your dog's not a fucking bee." Doesn't matter. (laughs) That raises too many questions. (laughs) Or is it? If your friend had a pet bee. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. That makes maybe. Sense. But, but just just but the one from this, they're gonna get a, a pet bee and call it dog. <laughs> like what? Hey, look, I, right, I love the idea I of like having a single my, pet bee. By the way, this is my, I can, this is my yeah, pet right. bee dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> but no, I I cannot actually criticize because my mum has a dog called Kitty, so I cannot criticize anyone's choice. I've also got a cat called Puppy Cat, Mom. which. I, sister, I'm going to take you to, to the zoo or something and show you all the animals and tell you what they're called. My sister had a cat. My sister had a cat. She called Person. It's called Person the cat. Person. Hmm. Person. Really yeah. Person the cat. So Person yeah, the cat. I, I love it. it. I love it so much. That's a good one. <laughs> um, back to Ollie Ollie. It is bringing in something that I'm a big fan of. I'm not. I, I don't think I ever played number two. Or maybe I did play number two. One of them came out as a play, PS Plus game. It's got like a Forza style rewind time when you fuck up mechanic. So I'm a big fan because one of your friends is like, is like God. Yeah. I think so. Like yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. whole storyline with this now. And I'm like, cool. Like a, an adventure mode in like a, I, I'm a big fan of like skateboarding games that have adventure, like stupid adventure modes. I love Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. It's one of the games yes. that I feel I adore so much for multitudes of reasons, but because it had a stupid storyline and a stupid adventure mode that was so much fun to run around in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, if they're going to do that same thing where they just like commit to the goofiness of it as well. You're on your way to Radlandia. Yeah. Just very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Like, why would you not want to go to a place called Radlandia? Well, our next game is about a place that we wouldn't want to go to, but Simon lives there. Uh, it's a game called Broken Road by Drop Bear Bites. Uh, this is a studio based in Torquay in Victoria. Hey, guys. Friends of the show have decided. Uh, this is coming, coming out this year. It's a post-apocalyptic, uh, narrative-driven, isometric RPG. So, Based in WA, Western Australia. Classic so it's Fallout, Fallout style. Yeah, classic Fallout. Yeah, Fallout yeah, it's, it's, it's Fallout. Yeah. 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 It's like it, they've replaced the mutants with Bogans. Right. Not that yeah. fun. That's, that's a good combo. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there, right? I'm just I'm going to go on record with this. WA, we have no shortage of Bogans. And because most of them are messed up to fuck, I have no doubt <laughs> that they would survive a nuclear disaster. <laughs> Because they have some weird fucking inherent superpowers from the amount of meth that they take. Like these people live. You don't meth with them. (laughs) Fuck you, that's even better because of your lisp. Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like someone's the same thing about lisp, aren't they? Fuck you, that was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I just called you Thigh Man as well, because that's even cooler than that. God damn, I'm digging myself in the hole, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this game's placed in WA because the hellhole. Fuck you. <laughs> because half of WA is like mm, danger zone. Uh, isn't it half of it's like surf town, half of it's mining? 
Uh, look, that's the you people. You know, Gina Reinhardt owns the North, and I know Kelly Slater owns the South. <laughs> Let, no, because, right, so there's the the east part of, like, Perth. What do you mean east? You're kind of east of West Australia. Do you not know how maps fucking <laughs> work? Us, right? okay? Get out of here. I'm not, I'm not about eastern states. It's like a flat line. There's a line that goes like, like so a sharp we find edge ourselves to your back state. at geography. Guess <laughs> uh, we need you. Have a fucking field deck with you. Yeah, it's too big. It's too big. There's not enough in there. So anyway, right? So the the eastern side of Perth, so like Midland and areas like that, they're pretty fucking dodgy, even during the daytime. Um, so sorry, can I make another complaint? The east side, and you have a place called Midland. Midland, yeah. Why is it on the east? Because. It's, it's like in the middle. Well, it's still sort of, of in the middle of yeah, like the WA as a it. province, as I opposed hate to this Narnia bullshit. <laughs> you live in. I'm sorry that God. you have a, you failed to understand the I'm very basics of geography and how directions work. I'm sorry, Jesse, <laughs> but when you say I'm all right, do you suddenly go? Wait, I've got a left side. No, that's not that. That's illegal. That's Sometimes that's illegal I right do. there. Time zones will be next. That's the next thing we're going for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I am very curious to see what part of WA that this is going to be set in because WA is a fucking massive place and it will be really interesting to just... They're really going for accuracy on this. Yeah, like Like, I'm really... They they are basing places in the game on real life places throughout WA. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really keen to see this because WA has like... I mean, Perth is the, the single most isolated city in the entire world. So I wonder if, you know, you'll start in the ruins of Perth and then go from there, or if you'll start somewhere a bit more regional and, like, slowly try to move your way into the city. And because c- trying to get a scope of that, like, oh, just how massive that is, is insane. And I think they're going more from, like, the northern point yeah, of, that, of that's sort WA. Of- so it's going to be more country town and stuff, which is going to be super cool because if they based all of the lands- landmarks on... Perth itself and stuff. There'll be stuff that's recognizable. Mm. Pretty cool that if you, you know, you have like a pub up in Northern WA and you're like, oh yeah, g'day mate. My pub's in a, in a video game. That's cool. Like, imagine that living be- in one of those country towns and someone's like, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, Absolutely. also without being funny, like the these- shack down the roads in a game. <laughs> Like these, these country Ooh. towns are normally like really cool and have some really cool shit going on, which you know you wouldn't really expect from regional WA, but here we are. So I'm actually really keen to see to see some of this in a video game. Like it's going to be really fun, and you know, being able to go to all of these places that I've heard stories about, and you know, friends of friends lived in for you know five years or grew up wherever, and. That's going to be cool. Like having that sense of, I guess for me in particular, having that grounded touch point is going to be fucking fascinating. I'm really excited for this. It does. This was one of those games when I first saw it. I'm like, yeah, sure. I've seen this before. But then I started talking about the the, the morality compass. Yeah. Interesting in the game. And they were saying like, you know, a lot of RPGs will have your basic good and evil. You make a decision. It's super binary. Sure. Whatever. Or they'll try and, Introduce a third option to be like, oh, which one's this one? It's like, okay, clearly that's either good or bad. Like, it doesn't matter. This game's not going to really tie you down to either the good or bad. It's going to have four different options you can pick in any interaction you have. So you have utilitarian, Machiavellian, nihilist, and humanist. And 
every response you give somebody will change. Like you could go, you could bounce around between all four in a single conversation. That's super in depth and not something I was expecting. Uh, not, not, not considering it's a uh, considering it's a game that I haven't played, but I've heard Kyron talk about it extensively. I know it, what you're gonna say. Yeah, it gives me, from my knowledge of it, very Disco Elysium vibes. It, it's funny because Ooh. this game actually had an interesting run as well when it's trying to pick up a publisher. They ended up going with um, Team Seven, I believe it is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. And now, I think there was, there was an article on Kotaku of, like a while back when that was all going down, and they talked a lot about how when they were approaching publishers, they were like, oh, so you're like Disco Elysium. And they had to be like, well, no, not exactly, but it is the comparison there, Joel. Like, we're in a post-Disco Elysium world, like, we can go nuts with dialogue now because that game's dialogue and the writing is so good and the way it works with morality and, yeah, the, we, it's, I'm really excited for this game, like, Doors have opened now, and these guys seem to be making some very interesting choices. And this morality mm. compass sounds like a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, for sure. Also, play Disco Elysium, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. It's so <laughs> That's good. That's cool. I'm just worried from what I've seen in this game that the morality system and all that narrative side of things is going to be a triple plus. It looks incredible. I really hope the gameplay itself. Yeah. That's that is works yeah. alongside that because what I saw in the trailer was like eh, it looks fine, but this is nothing well, special. There was a there was a line in the trailer that I saw which sort of made me chuckle, and it was like, "Oh, I saw Mister Evans shoot a guy yesterday," and I'm like, "Did I? What have I been up Who to?" Saw me. <laughs> Fuck. Guys. I've got to hide it better. <laughs> Shit. Guys, is hunting zombies. <laughs> uh, moving on to a Simon as shit game. Holy, holy this, hell. This is my sea highlight stars. game. Yeah. Uh, from Sabotage Studios. Uh, it booked didn't come out end of this year. However, the developers already have come and said, look, it could be delayed. We are putting all the effort we possibly can to it. And we're having a few issues with COVID and things like that. Guys, tell me about this one. Do you like Chrono Trigger? <laughs> Pretty much. Then, then yeah. you might want to look on, look into this game. Um, it it really does feel like I, I feel like I've had a lot of those games recently that sort of serve as love letters to Chrono Trigger. Heck, Square Enix made more than a few of them themselves recently. Um, yes. But the, something about the the detail in the pixel and sprite art of this game really does call back to that style mm. in a way that I don't think anything else has come close to doing. And obviously the team themselves, they previously did this made The Messenger, which is an outstanding game. So the team oh, incredible game. <laughs> team are very talented. <laughs> and every time I see more of this game, I just fall more and more in love with it. I recommend going mm. to the website as well. And like we've got like a little because this game has obviously it's it's very retro sort of styled, but it has dynamic lighting. And if you want to get a glimpse of what it looks like, definitely go to the website and play with a little scrolly wheel. It's gonna this is gonna be stunning. I Yeah. I, it's, I know it's coming to Switch, but I almost want to get it on something where it's going to look as good as it can, even though it's like retro styled. I want it to I'm, really pop. <laughs> mm, I'm kind of tempted. I, I might double dip on this game on yeah. launch, to be honest. Like th this is, I, I know that I am very much the target audience for this game and I am fully invested. <laughs> wear, wear because, pride. <laughs> yeah, like I, I will absolutely not be <laughs> even remotely ashamed of how much I am invested in this game because it was shown in one of the nintendo indie showcases um only a couple months ago and the second i finished watching it i was like i'm getting this game i went and followed the team on twitter and then about 12 hours later they showed their full 
uh, quick travel animation, which you can see in one of the trailers very briefly. And it's basically this giant, like, stag monster puts your team into, like, a cup and then, like, puts the other half underneath you and then just yeets you. Yeah. (laughs) Just across the map. Just across the map. I love it. Also, speaking of the Chrono Trigger stuff, I believe, and I might be slightly wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that they've got the direct, the sound director or the the main composer Composer. from Chrono Trigger. Yes, Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That's another reason it's exciting. They do. Because just, again, even in the trailer, the soundtrack to me is as nice as the pixel art itself. And I am, I'm ready for this. Like, I am ready to lose myself in this world. A hundred percent. I have a question for you guys. So, I'm not a big turn-based RPG fan at all. I haven't played the Chrono series. It's not my, my thing. What makes this different from them? Because I did a lot of research into this one, and a majority of people's kind of... Uh, excitement from it is it looks like this this and this which isn't I mean, look isn't a bad thing if you love those games cool is this doing anything different to get people who didn't play those games aren't if, not a traditional fan of those turn-based rpgs is this doing anything different to get people in or is this just like hey no this is comfort food if you like this this genre this is for you we're not trying to get everyone, anyone else in enjoy I mean, a lot of the stuff they're writing about really does feel like they're calling to that particular fan base. I'm just scrolling through a website a lot. They talk about, you know, story-rich adventure, um, unshackled traversal, so swim, climb, jump, vault, and all that. And they mentioned the engaging turn-based combat. So at the moment, it really does feel like that's the particular the, audience they're going for. The combo, think- up, the, the combo up mechanics and things like that, I think they're going for like, yeah, because you're playing as two different characters that have two different... It has, it has well, a two-player option, showed- doesn't it? I think it does have a yeah. two-player option. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a two-player option. I think it might be, well. but I think there's even more characters than two. I think I, I think, said, but well, it's, they've got three listed on the website at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yes. more coming. And then when there's the three, three question marks yeah. at the moment, but um, that but might be changed. It, it seems like the, the 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 combat has like a similar. Uh, might have like it's, they mentioned things like boosting, so I'm wondering if it's a similar mechanic to like uh, the Mario and Luigi games where you had like the. Mm. Like you, you weren't just selecting an option and letting it play out. You've got things you need to do to you can boost that attack. Um, so, yeah, just 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 sort of try and explain that for you, Jesse. If you're not aware, um, the, the the way that those games work is, um, let's say for example, you choose to jump on an enemy. If you time, so you press A to jump on the enemy. If you press A as you are making contact with the enemy, you do like double damage. And oh, okay. that can trigger something else sometimes. Or um, you can use an item, which will be, let's just say, a Cooper shell. And so you kick the Cooper shell at the enemy. It bounces off the enemy and goes from Mario to the enemy back to Luigi. And so you can keep kicking it back and forth until you basically kill all of the enemies just using this one item and keep the string going for as long as you possibly can. And it's really fun. And it makes it a bit more engaging than just, you know, as as Joel said, press the button, watch it play out, which... You know, suits some people, doesn't suit others. That's fair. So hopefully this, from what I could see, that there did seem to be that sort of uh, Mario and Luigi mechanic where it was press a button to use an item. It goes to one enemy, comes back to you. You hit it to another enemy, it comes back to you. You hit it to another enemy and you repeat that a couple of times. So that looks like it will be a bit more hands-on than your standard 
press the button, press A to win, watch it play out. It's funny because yeah. I, I do that in, in RPGs now still. Even if it doesn't do anything, I'm like, if I press the button right, maybe it'll maybe it'll work. <laughs> I still do it. Thanks to the Mario. Oh, I, do that, I do that with Octopath Traveler. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> On that one as well, um, one of the things I think that really stands out about Chrono Trigger in comparison to other JRPGs of the time is that all the battles took place on the actual like the regular on the field, map the exploration yeah, map yeah. rather than you dissolving into like a battle like you would in a final fantasy game of the era for instance um mm. this game looks to do the same thing i don't know it just makes everything feel a lot more like grounded and connected and like i don't know it's real there are enemies you can see them and when you walk into yeah. them they'll either ambush you or something or you'll you'll go into a battle and um, yeah. you've got to when fight them there up, on that map it's great when i was growing up and like you know our thunder sort of pick and choose what sort of games I, I liked and, you know, going down those paths. One of the things that really stopped me even trying Final Fantasy when I was first coming across those games is the fact that you couldn't see the enemies in it. It was just like random triggers and it ships you off to somewhere else. It's, that yep. made me bounce off. So look, maybe I will give this one a go. Every step was so tense in a Final Fantasy game back in the day yeah. when you're like, please no random encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it does say here is <laughs> a yeah, no random encounter. So it even it also mentions no grinding as well, which is interesting. Yeah. That's, that's another big complaint Ooh. that a lot of these JRPGs do have. You can get mm. bogged down grinding. So I'm curious to see what that's going to involve. But um, and apparently too, no grinding. Apparently too, it's somehow related to the messenger. I, I think yeah, that's narratively. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's a shared universe. I yes, think. it's but. something. Yeah, I don't know how they they're gonna how how much they're gonna lean into that, but that's what piqued my interest originally because I I adore the messenger. I think that game is phenomenal. It's a completely different type of game, but um, oh yeah, it's a awesome Metroidvania. Absolutely, I th- like incredible I th- game. And the writing in that Even game was really week. good as well. So, like, if that mm. carries into this as well, maybe a little less, like, humorous, I guess, <laughs> in a way. Kind of links back to a game we spoke about, yes, uh, last week, the Callisto Protocol, which is set in the PUBG oh, universe. God, I was going to say, no one the same please. <laughs> it's made by the same team. And I think we're going to start seeing studios making their own little MCUs of just like, oh, it's all, it's all linked together. That's what people want. And it's the most tangential thing possible. Hey, remember remember that that PUBG we had? It's like, <laughs> oh great, we've done it. It's linked, it's linked, it's run, it's linked. <laughs> still, makes still, laugh. That. still makes me laugh that. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's gonna, it's gonna amount to like some one throwaway line from an NPC that would be said yeah. as a joke. It would be like, huh, talk about one hell of a battleground, am I right? Oh. <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like a wink at the camera, like, eh? Yeah. Eh? Eh? that's all, folks. <laughs> God, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Oh, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to make that. I've been. You are, please Damn it! Moving on to our last game, and this is a game that I'm super jazzed about. Sometimes I, I can see a game's trailers and footage or interviews with the developers, and I'm just I can't wipe the smile off my face because of how charming it looks. This sums it up. Mm-hmm. Chia by Awaseb Awaseb A W A C E B. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, it's came out the first half this year. We've spoken about this game before. Big, lush, open-world, uh, no, platforming adventure game inspired by New Caledonia. Now, New Caledonia, holy shit, very, very close to the volcano that went off. So I hope, hopefully everyone making this game is is okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Holy shit, that was, that was insane. Um, 
Guys, what do you think about Chia and why is this game making me so happy? I immediately, what I love about this game, and I don't like to be one of those guys who goes, oh, it reminds me of this and this, but it does remind me of Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey immediately. So I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just in. Yeah. You know what I like about this though? Yeah, it reminds, there are so many games it's, it's clearly inspired by. It wears inspiration yeah, on its sleeve. But it still looks so unique. And it's not ashamed of them. It doesn't try to hide yeah. it. It's yeah. like, no, guess we're... Yes, we were inspired by one of the greatest games ever made and also Mario Odyssey. You know, it's... <laughs> Mario, Odyssey Mario Odyssey is a fucking... It's an amazing game. game. And I will not it's hear slander on it. It is a great game. It is phenomenal. It is fantastic. Not as good as Galaxy. Some killer, some filler. it's better than Sunshine. <laughs> hey, be nice um, to Sunshine. I still love it. You can't make me. So, <laughs> the base, so I played out on Switch and you cannot make me be nice to that game. <laughs> <laughs> The basis of this game is you play this little girl named Chia, uh, going around, you're trying to stop some, some industrialists, I don't know, some bad guys coming into the island and, and fucking around with it. But you can uh, sort of take over other beings. You can use something called soul jumping, which is weird because you can also use it on objects yeah. um, to go around, fight enemies. The combat looks quite fun because you can string things together. Yeah. So in one scene, she's a bird. And you jump out of the bird, you use your bow and arrow on somebody, you land, you then go into a lantern, you pop the lantern into like a fire pit, you jump out of the lantern, the fire pit explodes, and you shoot people with arrows. That is not what I expected from this game. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> They're calling it a, a, a physics playground. And that's what reminded me the most about Breath of the Wild. What does actually remind me of is a Ventide Island. When it strips yeah. away yeah. of all the tools of good and you part have of that to game use as physics. Well. It's the best part of the game. So I, good, fucking, so I could good. speak about that for hours. <laughs> but that area forces you to use the physics engine of the game where you're rolling rocks and you're using things to your advantage. I can see this game doing a lot of that. Even just from the small looks we've seen, you know, jumping down from a, from a height, but landing in a palm tree, bending it back, launch, using it to launch forward, then using your little, your little glider. Yep. Stuff like that. And stringing it all together looks dope. And it all set in this really lush, tropical oasis, like fantasy island vibe. I'm just, that, I'm just looking at the screenshots. I just They're want to so explore. vibrant. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And the map, the map looks way bigger than expected. Now, what what yeah. hooked me was fully playable ukulele. That's what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah, with yes. inputs that reminded me of like The Last of Us Part Two. Last yep. of Us, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, you yes, can literally play the big part in this game. You can strum, uh, you can like use a pick, game. you can bend notes, <laughs> and the songs that you play affect the I open world. That. Yeah, it's like a Zelda game. I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, no yes, that yes. thing. It, it, I, I, I love this. This is a Zelda stuff. Last of Us mix with Wanted, <laughs> which isn't expected to be cheer. Uh, <laughs> wow, God. I'm, I'm really happy that it's going the the direction that it is because it's like hey inspired by new caledonian culture and you know like taking a lot from that um sort of setting and that inspiration and leaning into it in just the right way that i'm like this is like in the same way that moana did a lot for like the pacific islander culture and you know those various islands that they drew very direct inspiration from and leaned very heavily into as a genuine like love letter like a tribute of how amazing and how rich and diverse these cultures really are and doing the same thing but with the video game and i'm like i'm in like uh, already like if this is going to be the like the equivalent of moana 
for New Caledonia and a video game? Fuck it. Like, hell yeah. Give me that. I'm yeah. absolutely... When I first heard about this game and said, yeah, inspired by New Caledonia, it, it can go one of two ways. It become a real, like, learning experience mm. where, like, and you feel that and it doesn't gel. Like, I wouldn't play it. It's like, okay, I'm, you're trying to trick me into learning. I stopped learning after I finished school. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm <laughs> no education here. But this is a super fun looking game that has that lore, you know, weaved throughout it. So you're going to learn as you play. A game, look, a completely different game, but something that did similar in a similar way was God of War. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned a, bit, a shit ton about Nordic mythology from that. And even the old God of War games, fuck, Keelan and I spoke about on Love Letters um, a while ago, Age of Mythology. It's a game that you play out of fun, but then you learn so much as you go. And I think it, this game's going to have the same thing where I didn't know anything about sort of the mythology and lore surrounding New Caledonia culture. But now I'm really intrigued because apparently her powers are based on a lot of the stories that are told there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like you said, it's a love letter to the to the region because all the all the voice talent is all local talent. That's a choice. That's oh, so that makes good. me that's a that makes so goddamn happy. Yeah. Oh. Subtitled for a bunch of different other languages, but it's like, no, no, no. This is our culture. You want to yeah. hear, you know, hear our people. I love that. That yeah. is so cool. It's heartwarming. Yeah. Um, and like all the animals that you can turn into, which I'm going to get into tomorrow because holy shit, they're all actual animals that you find within the region. This makes me want to go to New Caledonia. I didn't know it was so close to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Look, I don't know anything about any geography outside again. of Victoria, as I've made very, <laughs> very abundantly clear episode, before. Okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> outside of my, outside of Melbourne, to be fair, the rest of Victoria, I can know if I can clear what's happening out there. Um, the animals, when you become one of the animals, you keep your little flower in your hair. I love that. So I you're running so around cute. like a crab with a little so flower good. in your or a turtle. Oh, I love it. I'm going to get so much. Adorable so much. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like the, the moment when you get to be a T-Rex in, in oh Mario Odyssey with a little, oh, yeah. little capi on his head. <laughs> it's, and, and the, the moustache as well. Yes. <laughs> moustache. It's just I love it. love it. Yeah. It Great. is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what I would want. And also, again, like not many people know that New Caledonia even exists. So if this game does well enough, like this is going to be a massive boom for like the the tourism industry there as well. And hopefully it will make people genuinely appreciate more native cultures just throughout the world. Like there is so much good that can come from this game and i don't care if that's the aim no of pressure this game. team no yeah. pressure. well i mean that's the thing like I don't, I don't care if that's the aim of this game like if the if the aim of the game is just to honor you know the stories of their homeland uh, amazing like you know fucking fantastic but if it can do more than that which i think it has the genuine potential to do this is going to be a genuine landmark title not yeah. just for indie games but for gaming in general and you know everything related to it this is going to be fucking fantastic there's so much Positivity around this game because it just, I think, uh, Karen, you brought up how, how vibrant it is. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> it really does just inject you with happiness. It is the most positive comment section I've ever seen in a YouTube video where everyone's just like, wow. Like, wow I said it okay, wasn't possible, but it was, apparently it wasn't. <laughs> I had to get rid of the dislike button, I guess. Um, <laughs> but everyone, everyone in the group is, uh, everyone in the group, everyone in the comment section is just like, this is not what I expected. This looks legit. Yes, it's, it's taking inspiration from. Mario Odyssey and, and Breath of the Wild, but that's not bad. Oh, no, that's absolutely, not. absolutely yeah. not. Yes, do that. 
And that's what's so good about uh, these late, late, late indie games in general is <clears throat> they, <clears throat> pardon me, oh, my goodness, they <laughs> do take a lot of influence from from those big AAA titles and then they go, but what if we did this with it? And what if we did that with it? Mm. Put its own little bit. What if we mash two genres together and see how that works? Yeah. What, what if we told uh, this story? Exactly, and yeah. It's just, ah, oh, I love it. I'm genuinely, I, really I go on, that, sorry. that all of these... I guess these ideas work and feel good all yes. together. Mm. So um, I'm holding my breath. I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> they always are disappointed. Oh, they're always well, the rest of us have blown our load. So, <laughs> yeah. It's needed. That's that's the realism we needed here. Right? <laughs> healthy, Sorry, guys. Dose. No, no, no. It it's, I think up, genuinely a healthy dose of skepticism yeah. in... The, the, you know, there's there's just a lot in it. There's a lot, yeah. and it's yeah, all true. like from what I can see, it looks good. But I won't know whether it's good until I'm actually controlling it, my hands. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But regardless, I think I think this is absolutely a game I'm going to pick up just to experience the story and you know the the themes of it. And I guess again, everything sort of tied to it. I'm absolutely going to pick this game up. And just let myself enjoy the experience. Even if the controls are maybe a bit sticky or don't work quite as well as I would yeah. hope, I'm gonna be willing to put all of that aside just to just to let this game tell me what it wants to tell me. Yeah, if, if the passion's there, then sure. I, yeah, like it's, it really <laughs> seems like it is there. I'm in absolutely. All right, that's our eleven games. Now I want to quickly go around the room, and I want you to tell me what game of those eleven you're most hyped for and why. Just real oh, quickly. Oh God, uh, Keelan. Oh man, it's easily unbeatable. Like <laughs> that is just so freaking spectacular. Have I love the demo yet? I love rhythm games. No, I didn't realize until yeah, no. I was looking it up earlier. Didn't have the time, so that's what I'm going to do next. Karen? Oh god, it's it's hard, right? Like it's I'm looking at this list <laughs> and there's like four I could pick. But if you're going to put like um, like a, an imaginary gun to my head. I'm gonna have to be. I'm putting imaginary gun to the rest of the game's head. Oh yeah. god! Oh, oh, no, that's James Jesus. No, I, I put that on my head. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, pick your favorite. Sea of Stars. I'm, I'm so bang, predictable. Bang, bang. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, Hollow Knight wasn't here, and and Dead Static Drive wasn't here. They're safe oh, at home. Very good. <laughs> But Sea of Stars, like I just, I'm a sucker for that that particular era of of game and just how beautiful it looks and having the Chrono Trigger composer, like yeah, I just, it has oh. to be that. <laughs> it has to be that. Simon, how about you? I am genuinely hard pressed to not say Sea of Stars as well. Again, yeah, but uh, if you say anything else, you're lying. Yeah, because of who I am as a human being. Like, again, as as Kyron said, there are absolutely like an easy four picks. I'm like, I'm definitely picking up this game, definitely. But Sea of Stars just just takes the win for me. It is full of all of the charm because it in the best way possible it reminds me of the artistic charm behind octopath traveler and the upcoming triangle strategy which i'm also very excited to play cannot wait to get it <laughs> but yeah like it's it's just again that pure awesome pixel art done in the perfect way as a proper homage to the games that i love from you know 
JRPG history. I'm so excited for it. But all the, all of these other games are so good. <laughs> They're all really good. It's not easy to pick. This is a good, this is a good crop. Yes. Uh, Joel, what about yourself? Um, look, I, I have to go. Like, it's it's a tie between Unbeatable as well because that soundtrack, oh, my God. And I love... Mm-hmm. I love trigger animation uh, and like things like Promare and uh, all their stuff that they've done before. Hey, Joel, I, well, I, which, which trigger animations have you watched? Shut, shut your face. You, I've you should watch them. You should definitely watch them. I'm going to. Opportunity I'm going to. Apply to. peer pressure. Just like, thank you for bringing that up. I was going to try and gloss over that. Nah, um, not going to happen. I've bullied in multiple podcasts now. I'm I like watching, it. Yeah, watch Kill or Kill. It's fine. Now you got to watch Gurren Lagann. I'm games. going to. Anyway. Oh, Gurren Lagann. Oh, see? I'm going see? to. Oh, no. All right. Oh. Okay. All right. See? Okay. Gurren Lagann. I'm happy mm. now. I've done my job. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Son of a bitch. Anyway, um, back to the video games. Yeah, but it has that. that I love that, that particular art style. It has a sort of like real sort of I don't want to sound cliche by saying but like a punk rock feel to it and I dig that shit so uh, and then combined with the amazing songs as well but also curse to golf because as Karen said it is a 100% my shit like it's golf roguelike yeah curse to golf I think is like one of the hidden gems in this pile because that idea is so cool but for me oh I gotta split it between the two is the gun uh, situation as well? Jesse, there's a gun See? to your head. There's a gun. There's multiple guns. There's guns everywhere. There are more guns in this podcast uh, than I thought uh, there'd be. <laughs> um, well, uh, sorry, Chia. But I'm going to go with Unbeatable. That's oh, fair. maybe Chia. Oh, I don't know. No, you've oh, made no, your call. I picked between my children. No, you've made your call. Cool. That's it. I'm going to like picking between my children, but I, 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 if I had kids, I'd probably have a favourite. <laughs> Um, I mean, look, I've got oh. a favorite cat, so. I'm going to unbeatable. Just the, the band drama bullshit. Yeah. It spoke to me instant, instantly. Like, oh, <laughs> you were the yeah, cause of the um, drama, weren't you, Jesse? No, it wasn't. Well, it was friend of the show, Gemma, okay? Because she would pick me up late because I can't drive. So I guess, yes, I am the cause. Yeah, it's your um, fault. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, being a, un- unbeatable, that, that style just... The vibes it gives off here, because it, it is that punk rock quote unquote vibe to it, but it's the anime version. So, you know, when you watch an anime, how they have like punk music, it's a, it's a certain type, it has a feel to it. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that. It's something very like hyper color pop about it. it. It feels cool. You feel cool to play it. And yeah, that soundtrack is fucking. I'm playing that demo tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, do it. I'm going to be playing it after this. Likewise. I'm probably yeah, going to play I'm, it a I'm bit gonna more. I'm going to be downloading that demo. Yeah. I'm going to be downloading but that demo. We best wrap up. Before we do, Joel, Kyron, can you tell us again where we can find you lovely fellows? Well, Joel did it first, so I'll do it, I'll, yeah. do it, I'll do it this time, Joel. I'll wait you up a hook. <laughs> so we are, of course, <laughs> my outro are always terrible, so... We have a Dialogue Options podcast. You can find us mostly on Twitter, but we are also on Instagram and, and Facebook. But as Joel and I, well, mostly me, I don't know about Joel, I'm only really ever on Twitter, so that's where you'll probably find us more actively. So, yeah, um, me too. And, of course, whatever podcast platform you use, we if you just search us, we'll be on there, I, I hope. Don't make me a liar. Don't make me a liar. <laughs> but when you do find them, make sure you subscribe and review them as well because it helps us out. While you're there, check us out, Sorry Mode Video Game Podcast, also check out fan critical check out a bunch of different podcasts while you're there um and make sure you subscribe review give us all five stars please
please. They're great. I like stars. I just, they're good. Stars are good. Yeah, yes. stars are cool. Give us a see your stars. Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> and that, that's worth a five star rating, that one. Um, of course, you want to keep up to date with all your gaming news, storymodegaming.com. We're on all the social media platforms at AUS. Of course, we're on Twitch at AUS. We record these podcasts live every week. Plus, we have a bunch of different gaming streams. I'm going to be playing a bit of bit of God of War this week. It's very, very good on PC. Um, and we should have a few more, more things this week as well. Um, and we're also on Patreon. If it's fan critical, chuck a couple of buckarinas that way. You get access to a bunch of bonus goodies. But with that, Joel, Kyron, Simon, Keelan, absolute pleasure, lads. Thank it you, has you been. guys. Yeah, there was more yes. geography uh, than I thought there'd be, but I was happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> more, more guns and well. It was a very yeah. confusing podcast. But it happened. It happened. More guns and not <laughs> in the video games, actually. I yeah. don't think many of them have yeah. actual guns in them. Yeah, Trek to Yomi, man. There we go. There we go. Trek to Yomi's got a gun. Pod, the most unlikely. We know, this podcast knows it's right. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it does, but... Look, look. <laughs> I'm just hoping that I've put out enough geography out there that my brother won't be mad at me <laughs> for any reason. He's mad at but all of us, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't yeah. know that he just like a zombie. Uh, Kyron and Joel, <laughs> thank you so much for joining in. You guys are welcome on the show anytime you'd like. Thank uh, you. Absolute pleasure yeah, having you. Always a good time. Hang out with us too, for sure. Done and absolutely, done. it will be Everyone our pleasure. Yes. Thanks, for sh- thanks for sticking around. Everyone in the chat, thanks for the, the talks. We'll stick around for a little bit after this as well. Um, everyone listening, thanks so much for, for giving us a shot. Tell your friends about us. Go play some games, stay safe, and we'll catch you next week. Mwah. Bye. 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 I remember when we did a kiss at the end, but I mix it up. I was going to make a joke about bearing arms and bearing <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh, bear down for midterms. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>